Hi everyone and welcome to the Awkward Stare, where three like-minded ladies of color discuss various topics through their very awkward lenses. We hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So story time. Sorry, this is like probably a triggering uh, episode for some people because this is something that's happened not just to me, but to many different people. So just want to give a a trigger warning. In this episode, we're going to be talking about self-love and all that it entails. There will be some talks about relationships as well, mostly relationships with self as being the most important one. My story time is about a relationship I had a long time ago with this guy in New York many, many years ago. He was an older guy. I thought like with being with this guy that, you know, it would be like the final thing where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to be married and whatever, whatever. But I was still very young, so I was still wanting to hang out with my friends and all this stuff and he was much older than me so his mindset was a little bit different one day i hung out with my friends i was supposed to hang out i was supposed to hang out with him but i ended up hanging out with my friends first and going by his place a little bit later and after that uh we broke up and i was devastated uh He like said it was over, that he didn't, you know, want to be with me because I was like out in the streets and blah, blah, blah. Bear in mind, I was like a whole probably 19 or 20 years old or whatever. So I didn't know how to be in a relationship really or or was even in the mental, well, mental space to be in something like that. But we broke up. I thought it was the end of the world. Uh, Life was over. And I went home that day and I remember I downed a a bottle of aspirin to basically end it all. Now, because, you know, you go through such a heartbreak, you think it's the end of the world, you don't want to live anymore, whatever, whatever. After that, I I passed out. My brother called an ambulance, so I was in the hospital. They hospitalized me for seven days because they'd seen how I was suicidal and whatever, whatever. And not realizing, like, I felt like it was such a huge inconvenience to me and all this stuff because I was supposed to start a new job and all this stuff. So that goes to show you, like, how, you know, young and dumb I was because priorities and such. And seeing how I hurt my family... My brother was like pretty hit hard by that and crying and my mom and, you know, people were coming and like couldn't believe like I would do something like that. And that's when I realized like, wow, you know, like I have a lot of people around me who who really love me and and what I do does affect these people. Like if I were to do something like that, I really wasn't thinking about how it affect everybody else, but it did affect everybody else. And so that's something that like woke me up. Also realizing that, you know, if I'm not here, the world keeps on turning and keeps on spinning just the same way. So like, there's nothing in the world that's really that serious, where it's like, at least in my opinion, where it's like, you need to end it all, you you know, especially not for a guy. So, you know, that just showed the the lack of self-knowing and self-love that I had back then. But since then, you know, I filled myself with a lot of love for myself and said that I would never do it again. But that was something that that really woke me up to what it is to love yourself and what it is to be in a relationship and what I I guess that was the catalyst that that like shifted me to to saying, okay, these are the standards I want 
And I will never allow somebody to put me in a position again where, where, you know, life is over. What was something, you know, that you guys experienced in the past? So you guys, thank you, no problem. So, you you know, you guys could share something that like changed you guys that like, where, where was a point in in life where you realized like how important self-love was for you and, and all that good stuff. And, you know, even being in bad relationships and things like that. For me, there are several situations that when it comes to relationships, you know, things have happened. Nothing that I, I well, the situation I, I'm not wanting to talk about it, um, unfortunately. But uh, the detail of it is that I came away from that situation that, that happened. I was 19 also actually at the time. And it happens and it, what happened caused a lot of confusion for me. And what what came out of it for me, though, is that I went through a time where I had to really assess what it is that I wanted. And that process took me all these years to really begin to understand really what self-love is. And that point didn't come for me where I began to really um, appreciate myself and love myself. So maybe like it started, started, like really started um, with a focus like six years ago. So before that, I had been going to therapy and I had been um, doing all these things and I got tools, but I didn't know how to use them no matter how much therapy I went to. So it took me making another huge mistake for me to really like wake up. And I started reading Ian LeVanzant and I started reading a lot of Eckhart Tolle. And I started reading a lot of books like that to really begin to guide me on a different path. And that was about, I want to say it was like seven years ago, Eckhart Tolle came into play, Yala Van Zandt came into play, and then um, Jahan had started sending me, maybe a little bit later after that, started sending me things from Abraham Hicks. That confused me, but it blew my mind all at the same time. Because if you know Abraham Hicks, Abraham Hicks is, is... is basically universe speaking through through a human mm-hmm. and um, the teachings of abraham hicks have been transformational to me and then i started moving on to the teal swans and the infinite waters and um now you know arlene you guys you arlene and um what johanna introduced me to uh lucid living i think it is her name is and some others that also have helped me like with meditation techniques and ways to to meditate and how to be effective in my meditation and those things have contributed to my self-love so and that's trickled out into other relationships because I felt like I realized I used to be very cold and uh, we just spoke about yesterday about ego yesterday or the day before about ego because I'm like big into understanding ego now and I had a lot of ego driven ways um and those things are like slowly shedding so my self-love journey is is still happening and i'm actually enjoying it at the same time i can be really sad sometimes but it's definitely a process and it started i guess like back when i was 19 but like really took a turn um maybe like seven years ago i want to say Hi, this is Jahan. Oh, I guess there's just been so many different triggers, as Natasha said, like along the way, along my journey that kind of enforced that I I should be working on my self-love a little bit more. There's been so many times where I had to stop and think like, oh, you should really work on this area. But I kind of ignored those signs and those revelations along the way that I didn't. I think that the biggest trigger 
I think was one day I was sitting at work and I was worried so much about everyone else, what everyone else thought of me that I, am I a good worker? Am I doing this job well? Am I whatever? Who likes me? Who doesn't like me? And I was so wrapped up in that. But also I was in intimate relationships that, that weren't satisfying and all that. I, ha- I had to, and this was, um, you know, along the way of my journey, of course, I've been working on my shadow work and everything. I had to question certain things and I had to make self-love a priority for myself. So yeah, I had been working on it all along, but there was a point where I just was like, this is, this has to be a priority in your life. And I think it was, it was not that long ago, it was about maybe two years ago that I really had to sit back and say, Are, am I really making it a priority? And just that sitting at work worried about all of these other things that weren't that I had no control over and not worrying about what I had control over I think that was like a major trigger for me to just like I got to make it a priority it can't just be you know me working on it passively it has to be an active process of me saying I'm going to put myself first and love myself no matter what no matter what happens in the external world I'm going to love myself first and and be and and more it's more than just loving myself but being compassionate towards myself because oftentimes i would have these negative things to say about myself like if i made a mistake it would be like a disaster all these things and i said you know i have to be compassionate about myself i have to watch what i say to myself and making that a priority for myself. I wanted to piggyback off of what Tasha said about the ego thing. So my journey of self-love, it's had two different levels. So like I said, after that whole situation happened and like realizing what love is, at least when you're younger, you don't really understand it. It does come from a place of ego and and self-centeredness where it's like, okay, well, if you don't do this, you don't love me. If you don't behave this way, you don't love me. If you don't treat me or measure up to to my standard and my vision of what love is, you don't love me. And that's something that has transformed for me a lot because at first I would be in relationships with people and be, and it would really come from an egocentric place where it's like, oh no, you have to measure up to these things for me or otherwise it's a wrap. Like I'm done. I'm good. It's not happening. And the transformation from what that self-love was to what my self-love is today has transformed a lot in the past, I'd say two to three years, most more so um, in being married and, and everything. It's like getting married with a person who's completely different than you, um, getting married to a person from a completely different country, a completely different culture, culture, you know, and what was what was important to me isn't the same. What was important to me then, like he's he basically forced me to look at myself and and reevaluate what love and self-love actually is and what unconditional actually what unconditional love is. You love yourself and you know that you love yourself. Like for me, I love myself and now to a point where I can like be in a relationship, be in my marriage and be like, okay, well, 
what is it that I'm doing that's affecting this person and what can I do better as opposed to having these high expectations for the person to make me happy. I can make myself happy and then say, you know, okay, what? how can I be better for this person to show them unconditional love and come from a place where you've filled up yourself so much that you can give from that overflow to the other person and what a person and also having a level of understanding that a person has lived a completely different life than you has gone through a different journey than you their perception of what love is is completely different than yours and having to mesh them worlds together and being patient and all that stuff that ego thing is is like a big thing where you have to recognize where your motivation is egocentric or it's really like coming from a place of the highest vibration which is love that's that's interesting yeah it that takes a lot too <laughs> yeah it takes a lot to recognize like the difference mm-hmm. a lot of self-reflecting yeah for sure do you think that you would have gotten there with, without getting married and being in that relationship or do you need do you think that was like the part of your journey I think that you that needed part to of like my journey. make a hit? Yeah, for sure. Definitely part of the journey. I definitely wouldn't have learned what it is. I definitely don't think I would be where I am today had it not been for somebody being with somebody else who's actually make me look look at myself in the mirror and say, you know, there's some shit that you got to fix up because now you don't been through umpteenth relationships and you're still going through the same thing. Maybe it's not them. Maybe it's here, right. you yeah, know, right. and, and him also also forcing me to look at myself and being like, yo, you're not a happy person. There's things that you got to work on, you know, and me having to be like, oh, shit, you know, like someone's telling like someone's calling me on my shit and it's like they're not wrong so that I am a better person for this other person that this other half made their life a little bit easier. Let me work on myself because you don't want to come into a situation. And most of the time, all of us really do come into situations and you you don't know what's going to trigger you and what's not going to to trigger you and all this stuff and then you're like in this relationship like basically having the uh the 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 battle of the of the egos yeah where it's like you don't love me no you don't love me you would do this you need to change all this stupid shit it's not even stupid because most of the time it is valid but it takes some self-work to understand that it's not coming from a place of ego it's actually something that you want for your life and or the type of relationship that you want for your life you can sit back and evaluate okay this is something that I want and I want to work towards and or this is something that I don't want and I want to work towards something different but it takes two people right like both people have to be like if absolutely you have to say, if that person is going to tell you all right well you're not a happy person you know you need to put, get your shit together and then it takes the person who's receiving that to be like to not be defensive about it mm-hmm. you know? So how did you, my question is, how how did you, or how would you recommend for somebody to get to the point where on the other end of receiving that, that you need to work on yourself, you receive that. And like, how do you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm receiving this and maybe they're right. As opposed to being mm-hmm. like, bitch, I dare you to fucking say that shit again and I'll punch you what? in your face. You know? <laughs> There's Yo. like, especially for people who are listening who may not know how to do that. I think it's very important to understand how you get to the point where you can receive that and say, okay, I'm not going to react out of ego. What does that look like? How do you get there? I don't know how anyone else would do it. Honestly, I was undergoing a, a, a process of, of self-evaluation and self-evolving. And I really like being married with another person 
for example, it's like when you're married, it's like you can't just quit. You can't just get up and walk away. It's not as simple as that when you, you know, when you're in a relationship and you like can say, all right, well, we can call it quits. There's and wipe our hands clean of everything and start our lives over again. This is like, no, you've you actually like now bonded and tied together. Uh, divorces are expensive. Let me <laughs> chill the fuck out and look at myself and maybe someone else is calling me on my shit. It, it, it takes for you to have self-awareness. My At that point, my self-awareness was not where it is now for sure, but it's at a point where I could look at myself and say, oh damn, why am I this angry? Like, I don't like this emotion. I don't like to feel like this. Why am I bugging out this way? Little things used to trigger me and I would be upset. And if I say it, it might sound like a reasonable to most people but for example it's your car and the, the person's driving your car constantly but gives you the, the car back in an empty tank mm-hmm. you know it's like you have the right to be upset about that but at the same time it's like all right well is it that serious like you could just go to the gas station and fill up the tank like mm-hmm. is it that is it on purpose that the person gave it to you in an empty tank you know was that on purpose like you have to like kind of pick the situation apart and like an, into different like levels of, of what's serious and what isn't serious, you know? But then it can also be a conversation, no? It can also be like, all right, I I, I get upset about it and you be like, okay, Tosh, for me, for example, Tosh, you're upset about this. Why are you upset about it? Because you want a person to put the gas in the tank? All right, well then go to said person and say, hey, mm-hmm. I'd really appreciate it if you put gas in the tank when you brought it back, as opposed to, you know, just not saying, because if that's what might help, then the person can maybe explain why, they, why they're coming back with no gas or not filling it up, or it could have been anything. And you may yeah. realize that it's like, but it takes, fine. That takes a yeah. level of maturity that I wasn't at yet. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, like if we you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not always there either. Trust me. But I think it also is like a lot of us, because we don't practice self-love and stuff, we don't set up boundaries and we don't Mm -hmm. tell people exactly Mm -hmm. what it is until that one little instance. So there's like many different instances that happen along the way. And we never tell the person, hey, this would be great if you did this. This is my Mm -hmm. boundary. This is how I would like things. And either the person's going to take it or they're not going to take it. They're going to do it or they're not going to do it. But we never say Mm -hmm. anything. And then we let it persists mm-hmm. and then you get mad at that instance over here when we when it was like a series of things yeah yeah persisted that's part of self-love is setting up boundaries too i never had ba- like good boundaries with friends with anything and just letting people just like walk all over me mm-hmm. and not saying anything until like it got me mad <laughs> or whatever yeah and that's so i think problem that that I was to... like I, something i had to practice um a long time ago Abraham Hicks, I was listening to Abraham Hicks, as Tashi, uh, Natasha mentioned before, like I listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks. <laughs> and one thing Abraham Hicks is always saying is you can't rely on somebody to love you consistently. I'm gonna just paraphrase, people do change up. People are mm-hmm. not always going to be in the same place that you are. So if you rely on their love in place of your own, you know, there's gonna be a day that they can't love you in the way that you need it mm-hmm. to be shown because they're, they maybe they need to fill their own cup. There's a million reasons. Mm-hmm. And really all you're doing when you're in relationship with somebody is seeing how things go, you know, and there's, you know, you're on the path on the journey right now, but you know, you don't know. So you can't rely on them. You have to kind of rely on yourself, own self-love too. 
Exactly. So that, that all takes into account of you have to know what your boundaries are and all those things, what, what your triggers are and how to mm-hmm. diffuse those things because you're kind of being unfair to the other person if, you, if you're if you not taking it into your own hands to love yourself, if you're not taking into yeah. account to communicate what your boundaries are. And I don't like you doing something. And that goes into friendships too, because I think yeah. that... I, I, I for, for example, wasn't always the best person to communicate things in my friendships. And it when I started to, because I started to practice self-love, it, it did cause issues because I wasn't showing up as the same person. Just my two cents. Yeah. <laughs> it's true because, like I said, it, go, it goes back to self. At the end of the day, when you're, you're communicating to someone how to love you, you have to understand also how to love yourself. And you ha- have to understand why if if you're with somebody and they did something to trigger an emotion that like made you angry or feel less love it takes a level of loving yourself and understand and recognizing okay that triggered me because of something that happened in the past knowing how to explain that and also not taking what another person does personally the the four agreements the majority of the time people yeah. don't do things to you on purpose if they are reacting from a place of probably their own hurt and trauma takes a level of understanding that but the only way you really understand that is once you understand yourself yeah yeah the question i was gonna ask was jahani talked about boundaries so what i want to know what boundaries look like to you all i mean so even if we're talking about in our friendship and how we interact what is a boundary that you set in your friendships or that you feel like you have in your friendships i'm always i ask this question because i'm always like question for yeah, me. it's hard for me too because I feel like we, we, you know, I feel like in in the space of self growth and love and all these in this in this realm, boundaries comes up a lot, and it's one part that I'm still like, well, what does that mean? What does it look like to? for somebody to have a boundary or somebody to say this is what I'm willing to accept and this is what I won't and mm-hmm. I don't think we ever really say that explicitly so I'm trying to figure out like how That's how a- how am I communicating my boundaries to people right. you know? I'll be honest and say I have a very difficult time with setting boundaries I do set boundaries when there's something that I explicitly don't like I I'll express it in the nicest way possible. Sometimes not in the nicest way possible, but I have a difficult time sometimes expressing why those boundaries are because it's something that I I know that I'm personally working on is I'm a big people pleaser. I know that for, that's been something that I've struggled with. Like my whole freaking life is not wanting to ruffle anybody's feathers, not wanting to offend, not wanting to cause friction in any way and so I know I'm still struggling with that where I where I will sacrifice my own comfort and my own happiness and my and whatever just to make another person happy I often struggle with whether that is a good thing or a bad thing as well because sometimes that is something that does bring me comfort is it hurts me to hurt other people so it's like I feel like I'm hurting myself when I cause somebody else pain or somebody else like some type the thing and that's something that I have to like work past is putting myself in uncomfortable situations for other people and like setting those boundaries and and being able to express my boundaries without becoming emotional about it because that's something that I can become overwhelmed with my own emotions at times because I don't like confrontation I feel like that's something that that is is a, in a sense being confrontational yeah and yeah. and confrontation causes me a lot of anxiety yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Same. Knowing 
is half the battle. Saying something to someone else and saying like something that's uncomfortable, putting you in an uncomfortable space. For me, it's just like, it's it's almost visceral. Like I just, I don't want to do it. But then there's times when I'm like, I have to do it. Cause it's yeah. like, it's nothing's going to get better if I don't say something. And right. I think that I'm, I'm, I'm still learning how to do that. Like I'm trying to think of it as more being honest with people than mm-hmm. anything else. Cause then the person learns that you didn't like that thing or I didn't, or I didn't like that thing. Like, months later and I think that it it just makes everything worse because I I used to show up as like this just agreeable person Mm -hmm. is really really uber agreeable but it didn't make anything better in my relationships it just made everything I felt like I feel like it just made a lot of things worse Mm, interesting I'm still working through that myself there's something that I like not struggling with because I can I can sit here and, and this is a level of growth for me is to sit here and say Dude, I still have a struggle with this thing, like in all my spiritual practices and all my meditation and all the shits that I still, you know, the work, internal work that I that I to do for myself. I'm still struggling with boundaries. I'm still struggling with people pleasing and confrontation and not Mm -hmm. giving a fuck about certain things because it it takes a level of not giving a fuck to get there too. like, I don't give a shit what you think how you feel how you (laughs) how you perceive me or don't perceive me so i guess i still have that uh care that i have to work past yeah it's interesting for me it it used to be that i feel like i used to be able to long i mean i mean i was much younger um and i used to be able to just say what it is that i feel and then people I would do it in a way that used to hurt people. And I didn't know I was hurting anybody until the good old Aries in you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, you know, I didn't I didn't know I was hurting feelings. It was just like I was just telling you how it is that I felt. So I took I took what people were telling me and I felt like, okay, and I'm hurting people. I don't intend to hurt you. So therefore I like I just reverted into myself. And so a lot of times what would happen is in my friendships, uh, what started happening at least was I was having going through so much pain because I would just shut down and not say anything. And so you could literally be tap dancing on my face and I'd be like, well they're happy and I was not and I felt like I felt like I couldn't say what I wanted to say because I don't want to hurt your feelings so now I'm trying to get back to okay I'm going to be honest and I'm going to tell you how I feel but I'm going to be mindful of how I transmit my message so I don't know if that's a boundary or 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 just something that's a part of self-awareness but I'm getting back to the point where I tell people how it is that I feel and not hold it back and I'm going to say it with love mm-hmm. and I, I try to say it with love, but it's small steps because it's not like it's hitting everybody the same way. And all my friendships um, that I have now are a lot different than what my friendships used to be. So I feel like my friends, my friends can absorb what I'm saying and they won't even realize that I'm making a statement that's, you know, this is what I need. As we travel on this journey, it's like it really is about self-awareness and maybe in what we're saying and the answer that I'm hearing maybe is that boundaries exist within. In yourself within your self-awareness as opposed to mm-hmm. separate from it mm. and so it's not like right. a straight answer because of that yeah yeah i agree with that it's a, yeah 
Yeah, it is. It is a level of of being aware of self and understanding what what your triggers are to then put up those boundaries. Because at the end of the day, the boundaries are for you know the protection of your own energy. At the end of the day, things that trigger you are draining, draining emotionally, mentally. So those boundaries are meant to protect your energy so that you're always on a on a high vibrational plane so that that does take a huge level of of self-awareness and knowing what your triggers are to set up those boundaries yeah if you recognize that there's something that you don't like and is and it's not making you happy then put up the put the boundary up even for yourself yeah like i'm not gonna allow this because i don't like it yeah so I had a question for you, ladies. I know it's kind of hard to like say because you're in the midst of the journey, but what do you think you are in your on your self-love journey? You know, I think we've all, all, always touched upon the fact that the journey is never ending, but mm-hmm. what is it? Where do you think you're trying to get to? Or is there a place to get to when we're trying to love ourselves and stuff like that? How you mentioned before, I think a level of um, being kind to yourself, being patient with yourself, not seeing anything as really good or bad, but just all part of the process and, and seeing it all as good, really, because even the bad things are meant to learn you and grow you from where you are now. You, you know, you're always evolving and expanding. And so... The, being kind to yourself you have to be kind to yourself you, you can't expect things to happen overnight and that's something that I'm like I, I still struggle with sometimes is like I'll get I'll get down on myself if something happens I'll like think about it I, like I said I used to be much worse but I'll think about it and then what I do now is I practice like forgiving myself because oftentimes mm. people really don't do anything to you it's what you allow right. to be done so mm. I think the level of discomfort it comes from you're you not being true to yourself mm-hmm. and so like in my meditation i i often will practice looking within looking at myself giving myself a hug and saying you know what you fucked up today but we'll do better <laughs> later mm-hmm. on and it's and that's okay you know you're not perfect this is all part of the human experience mm-hmm. you know so it just not expecting Rome to be built in a day and just being patient with yourself through all of it. That's something that like gets me through. Otherwise, I'd be like in my head about something for forever. Mm-hmm. So like and I practice also releasing those emotions. I don't I don't harbor them or or hold on to it. I really release I you know, anything that doesn't serve me, anything that doesn't serve my spirit, my soul, I release it. And sometimes it'll be done after that meditation and sometimes I have to do it through four or five meditations but at least I'm consistent with that practice Mm -hmm. for me I am at a point where like as Arlene was talking I I was trying to like sum it up in a word and the closest word that kept coming to me was like rediscovery and I think that keeps coming up for me because when I started this year and I think we discussed this in the last series I, I am at a point where I'm not goal setting necessarily I'm not setting those things, but what I am trying to do is be present and being present, especially in this time has been 
it's been almost transformative. Like so many things have happened and have required me to be present so that I can con- can be self-aware, that I can make changes within myself. So I've seen and I've felt like in my body, when I say affirmations now, I can almost feel it. I feel like I'm rediscovering my myself in so many ways. So I, I think I'm at a point where I just want to call it rediscovery, mm-hmm. where I'm rediscovering who Natasha is and mm-hmm. all the things that feel good that so that I associate with that I can associate with myself. So I am yes, I'm solidly feeling like I'm just gonna call it like rediscovery mm-hmm. um, of self. And that's the point that I'm at. I'm I'm recognizing my my mistakes and my own flaws. I'm admitting them, which before mm-hmm. I'd be like Right. You got a problem with it? That's your fucking problem. It ain't got nothing to do with me. And mm-hmm. that was up till, you know, six months ago, even mm-hmm. three months ago, even. And so now I'm like, all right, yeah, that that shouldn't be what I do because that's that didn't feel right to me. It's just something that I use as a defense because I didn't want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, I would solidly place myself in a point of rediscovery. Mm-hmm. You're always rediscovering because what oh, yeah. you want and what you like and what you don't like is always constantly changing. Yeah, I think that's a cycle. I think it's, it's part of a cycle. So I think rediscovery is just part of a cycle of mm-hmm. of it. So, um, Jahan, your question is like so really it's really Really, really good because it's it's a thing that people need to know is important that you have it's all a cycle right. so there's like how many other stages to it and I think that might be different for everybody right um, but it's a cycle it doesn't end yeah. and we know that already we said that it's a journey and it's it, the journey doesn't have an end it just see. yeah yeah Constantly going. You know who else I follow on YouTube and I started following on YouTube and maybe you guys should start following him on YouTube too. He's super deep though. Um Seven Bomar. Have you guys followed him at all? You sent us a video from his and I had watched one of his videos like a couple months ago. And yeah, he is definitely he's like on a whole different level. And it takes a a level of what he calls understanding also like he always says that understanding understanding you have to understand like what's going on and and he also mentions like grounding being grounded so like what happens in like your spiritual journey and even when we're being triggered by certain things is that we'll go into our heads and we'll be reclusive and then we'll start basically not being present and not being fully centered or grounded on 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 the earth pretty much mm. so you your mind goes off and you're basically going off into a cloud almost like yeah you're flying off with whatever emotions you're feeling on mm. uh, your level of anxiety even yeah. when you're meditating you're 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 elevating your by nature you're elevating yourself so in having a human experience you have to remember to remain grounded to connect to mother earth to put your feet on the ground and stuff like that and that's a that's also a good method to practice when practicing self-love and when practicing um self-awareness is to remain grounded and present in this experience and understand that you're having a human experience right now and it's all part of it and none of it really at the end of the day you're gonna you know you're gonna die this is part of life that's just the cycle of life your energy is what's gonna keep going because energy doesn't die but just remembering that you're having a human experience and none of it is really even that serious at the end of it all because whatever whatever boundaries you need to set whatever emotions you're feeling that's like triggering you or whatever it is at the end of the day that's gonna pass 
this yeah. too shall pass. So just being grounded in that in that sense is that nothing lasts forever. Everything's always changing. Everything's always evolving. You really have no control over any of it. So just being kind to yourself in that aspect where you understand that it's all part of this human experience. Right. You know, right. you're you're living in this thing. You're playing I don't I don't know if it's like the right word to say or the right phrase to say is like you're playing a game. But it feels like for me, oftentimes it feels like I'm in a video game and I now I have to like make decisions and like move through this other level of awareness where it's like, OK, this person said this. How do I come back right, <laughs> and say right. something else to that? Like as opposed to just reacting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I guess um, I realized that, again, it's always about rediscovery and, you know, uh, human existence, you know, just learn, you're learning and relearning because oftentimes we have those moments where, like, I've always had those moments where I have been like, oh, you gotta, you gotta work on this thing. And I go work on it. And I think I've, I've worked on it. I think I've got it down packed. I'm good. And then something happens where I realize, oh, you gotta work on that thing. And it's the same thing, mm-hmm. but without me having those interactions with a, a person or something like I would never have known that mm-hmm. I wasn't good. Like I wasn't where I, I'm going to say quote unquote wanted to be, but cause when I don't know where I want to be, but I thinking of it like a game, almost a video game, like you're going up against uh, a different boss. Yeah. Almost. Different opponent. It's a different, different opponent. But I don't want to think of it like that either, because I think no one's my opponent, but the opponent is inside myself, you know? Yeah. Because it's, it's like always, it's, it's, it's only you. Right. It's like King Koopa, you know? Right. <laughs> you get to yeah. the level of where you got to face King Koopa and save the the princess. So you have to strategize and you have to kind of, right. okay, do I go left or do I go right? Yeah. Yeah. And that thinking of it like that is, it's, 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 it's that's how I feel like sometimes it's just like you going level after level after level. And as you mm-hmm. think you got it, you think that you got it down packed and no, you don't. Yeah. And it, you, you have to learn a new, a new skill in that game. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. Like you're, you're like, you're like, like we, we spoke about, we like you stacking, you're stacking these, all these chips. And like, when you mm-hmm. thought you had 50 chips, you thought you was the shit. You thought you had yeah. it down. Mm-hmm. It up. You had a new task to like apply those things to. Then you realize, okay, I done, I 50 chips is not fucking enough. No. So you got to get more and you start ch- stacking, you know, and those, and those chips just represent, you know, your knowledge and you're recognizing that you have work to do and doing the work, you get more chips and mm-hmm. you get a new task to have to, analyze whether or not you have enough and you get more chips so i think it's yeah it's a game and it's a process and it's a cycle and that mm-hmm. game doesn't end until until it ends until and, it ends and then when, <laughs> and even then when your energy has to download so like we talked about the great link when you have to download you've gotten so many chips it's for the next iteration of that to mm-hmm. you use what you've gained and earned in the in the game to get to the next level mm-hmm. so it's it just behooves us to play the game and stack those chips. Right. So also understanding that you're in a game is a, a, a whole different level of awareness because most people don't know that they're just in it. They're living in this in this matrix. They're ingrained in this matrix. And so everything that's happening, it's like it's happening to me. This is happening to me. Why is these why are these things happening to me? And it's like, no, the things are just happening. Things are just happening and it's how you react to it and how you perceive it that actually determines the end result of 
of how you come out of that right. that situation or whatever it is. Yeah, agreed. All right, we're gonna start wrapping this up. This was a good talk. So moving on to the crystal healing segment. So in keeping in theme with the self-love, the crystal that I would recommend for self-love is rose quartz. So rose quartz enhances love of yourself. It heals old negative emotions, a strong vibration of warmth and emotional healing. It's profound amplifier of energy, and it is good to help to heal relationship problems. So that is the crystal that I would recommend. Of course, rose quartz is, I, I use it for self-love and, and to practice love in general. I have a huge rose quartz that's in my bedroom that weighs about five pounds, but it's amazing. So that's the I, crystal. I one over here to shame. <laughs> It was a gift. It was a gift. I don't know if I could have been able to afford a rock that big. (laughs) But um, I keep it in my room because it is for self-love and and that's where all the love magic happens. So (laughs) there we go. (laughs) So yeah, so that's the crystal I recommend. Rose quartz, also a good um, beginner crystal as well. So definitely an essential that everyone needs to have awesome so we are wrapping things up and reaching the end of another awesome show yay yay so if you guys have any questions or comments or stories that you want to share with us please feel free to email us at the awkward stare at gmail.com also like subscribe share any episodes you feel you know resonated with you we we appreciate all the love we look forward to hearing from all of you and have a wonderful week and until next time till next time people bye later